It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be such an amazing show. I'm so looking forward to this. I'll be introducing my guest very shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific, as always. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. As I'm sure many of you know, Aretha Franklin passed away recently. While I was familiar with a lot of her music, I took the opportunity this weekend to listen to quite a few of her songs, some of which I had not ever heard before. And it occurred to me that sometimes we don't take the time to really appreciate someone or something until it's no longer there. So who in your life that perhaps you've not taken the time to fully appreciate for who they are and what their place is in your life has been? I mean, who is that person in your life? The truth is we have no idea when our time is up or when anyone else's is for that matter. And I just want to encourage you to appreciate someone today before it's too late. It's quite possible that the person you share that with has been waiting their whole lives to hear that from someone. So please take that opportunity today or this week at the very least. You'll be so very glad you did. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest, and he is a returning guest. His name is Jeremy Ryan Slate. Let me tell you about him. Uh, Jeremy is the CEO and co-founder of Command Your Brand Media, and he's also a podcaster. He received his degree in religious studies from Seton Hall, and he attended Oxford University, and he received his master's in ancient history uh, from Seton Hall. Uh, He spent several years as a teacher before getting into the digital marketing space, and in late 2015, he got into podcasting. He's the host of the top-rated podcast, Create Your Own Life. Uh, which has been ranked as high as number 24 on iTunes for business, as well as being named a top podcast to listen to for 2017. And Jeremy and his wife, Brielle, founded Command Your Brand Media to help others not only build up their credibility, but also to experience the life-changing power of podcasting. And apart from my own show, I have to say that Jeremy's show is my next favorite show. So I'm sure, Jeremy, I've told you that uh, privately before, but I'm saying it for the whole world. Your show is amazing. So how are you today? I'm honored, man. That, that I, I really, really appreciate those kind words. Um, I'm doing awesome. As I, as I told you, uh, this weekend we got a chance to unplug a little bit, which isn't something I get to do very often. And we actually, uh, I'm in New Jersey, but we got to go up to Lake Placid, New York, and take a look at a lot of the Olympic sites, um, see some of where you know the hockey game was played in the 80s and things like that. And then I guess just to top it off, last night we watched the movie uh, Miracle uh, while we were oh. up here as well. Of course, you have to watch that movie when you're in Lake Placid. That's awesome. I, I am I am old enough to remember the Lake Placid Olympics. I believe I was in junior high. I remember Eric Hyden winning his five speed skating medals, which is a big deal, but even a bigger deal since that was short distances and the very long distances. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible what he did. And, of course, the U.S. hockey team won the gold medal. A bunch of scruffy college kids that no one thought could win anything let alone gold so what a great experience that was fun wasn't it oh man it was it was amazing and i and i think the thing that's really cool is you you just don't realize like you were just saying it's a bunch of college kids playing at this point in time a a russian team that had been together you know for like 20 years been playing together and these are college kids they tried to whip together in less than a year 
Yeah, and in fact, uh, prior to the Olympics, they played an exhibition game against each other, and Russia just wiped them all over the ice. It was not even close. Three. Yeah, and Herb Brooks told them before the Olympics, you know, nine times out of ten, the Russians are going to beat us, but why can't we make this number ten? Why can't this be the one time we win? And they did. Fantastic. <laughs> so tell us, uh, Jeremy, a little bit about your background. You've been on the show before. It's been a couple years, but give us a sense of where you started, what you overcame, and how you got to where you are now, because it's really fascinating. Absolutely. So um, I actually have my uh, undergrad degree, like you were saying, in world religions, and um, I then studied literature at Oxford University, and I got my master's in ancient history. And at that point in time, and it's kind of why I've struggled a lot with like how we look at the education system nowadays, I was just kind of like, all right, I have a lot of education, but I don't really have a lot of like application. Like that was something that was really missing. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, well, what do you do after that? And I actually ended up when I got out of school right away, I ended up painting houses and managing a gym before I ended up teaching in high school for two years, um, which is pretty tough, man. I got, I got burnt out very, very quickly. And uh, from there, I was introduced to several different business opportunities after my mom had a pretty bad stroke, which for me was a really big catalyst mm. of having you know, this person that was a really big um, you know, persona or, or person in my life you know, being pulled away, you're kind of like, wow, okay, wow, life can change very, very quickly. So, you know, I was introduced to, um, at that point, it was direct sales. And you could have introduced me to selling washing machines, Brian, and I would have jumped into it because it could have been anything other than what I was doing. Like, I feel like I had to have some sort of purpose or impact in what I was doing. Mm. So from there, um, various things in digital marketing, various things in selling products in Amazon, before I jumped into this podcast in 2015, and I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, you failed at everything else. Let's do this as a professional. And mm-hmm. I decided who are the top 100 people I most admired, um, one of which I actually finally recently got three years later, which was Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to these guys, set up interviews, and I had a lot of success right away with 10,000 downloads in our first 30 days. And from there, it's kind of been a rocket rise. We're, we're closing in on almost a million all time. We're at 454 episodes as of this interview. And I've talked to a lot of cool people. Grant Cardone, like I mentioned, Seth Godin, Robin mm-hmm. Sharma, mm-hmm. Um, NFL All-Pro Sean Merriman, um, Platinum Recording Artist Mattis Yahoo. So I've had lots and lots of cool people. And that's also led to me learning a lot about the podcasting space. And we started our company, Command Your Brand Media, to not just help people get on podcasts because you know that's one part of it. But another part is how do you appear as a professional, respect the integrity of the show you're on, but then also market the heck out of that after you're off of that show. So we teach a lot of content marketing and things like that after off of shows. That's really valuable because a lot of people, when they're done being on a show, they don't do anything with it afterwards. I mean, why did you do this? Why were you on the show if you're not going to leverage it and promote it and tell the world what you just did? That just baffles me. I just don't get that. Well, it's the same thing with like a press feature, right, Brian? Like like somebody gets like an ink mention or an entrepreneur mention or something like that, and they think like that's going to be the thing that like takes their business to the next level. And it's like, yes, you will get some attention, and that's great, but you have to figure out how you're going to market that thing, get it out, and use it for more social proof and more credibility. And podcasts are the same way, man. I think a lot of times people want to be effective media rather than using it to be cause over what's happening in their business or life. Do you think the issue is that people expect instant gratification, and if it didn't do anything for you right away, then I'm, I guess it didn't work? I think you could say that about a lot of things in life, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. There's, there's many things people are expecting instant gratification on, and they just they just don't get it. They don't have the patience, and they also don't have the strategy. And I think that's the big thing, too, is people 
are too dependent on tactics rather than strategies. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Like mm-hmm. they're looking at, you know, if I turn left here, this has to win for me rather than, okay, well, this is what the road looks like. And you're going to turn left here, turn right here. And you have to be going slower here, faster here. Like it's a, it's a long-term strategy of how you're going to do it. And it's the same thing when you're doing media, man. Like it has to have some bigger strategy and not just be like this thing that if you do it once, it's got to win for you. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. What do you think was your rock bottom moment? Oof. Um, rock bottom moment, I would have to say I'm trying to think of the date on this because I know exactly I know the date. Um I'm, I think it was like 2013 maybe, when I had just kind of jumped into business, didn't really know what I was doing. I had put, you know, ten thousand plus on credit cards at that point in time, and I just remember I was still living in my parents' house just kind of staring at the wall like what are you going to do about this man like what are you going to do with this and i think in that moment i was kind of like wow this isn't me like i'm not the person that is going to like feel bad for myself or do whatever and it was from there i kind of really picked myself up and decided something and it's funny because it's like i look at that moment every single time that somebody asks me that i'm just kind of like trying to date it and i and i think that's for me deciding that Okay, you're going to make some money, you're going to lose some money, man, but how are you going to work your way out of it? And, and really being in that situation, working out of it was a big deal. Absolutely. So you're fortunate enough to have made a success out of what you're doing. You're, you work from home. You don't work for anybody else. Yeah. Let me ask you, how do you create an environment conducive to being productive while you're working from home? Because you're married. You have animals. We're talking not just dogs, but a pig. <laughs> very demanding very we, demanding we, we took him time. on vacation with us for this weekend by the way so he he rode all the way up here five hours in the car oh wow how awesome was that <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well the big thing is hoping the pig doesn't poop in the car and then we're in good shape yeah absolutely so potty trained well enough i guess <laughs> well enough okay good good so how do you can how do you create an environment conducive to being productive while you're working from home with all the possible distractions that are all around you well, it's it's kind of interesting because because we do have um, you know like I said a few employees for our company and they actually come and work at my house a couple of days a week too and I think that also helps to create a little bit of a team environment because you can feel like you're you know first and foremost out on an island when you're working from home right like you don't mm-hmm. see anybody you don't deal with anybody so I feel like that social interaction just helps you feel better and I think that's really important as well so a couple of days a week we do that but also like the way I work my schedule is really really important so. I have usually the night before I'm going to write everything I need to get done the following day and run that kind of like a battle plan, like check off one, check off two, check off three. And the other thing is I also set up my schedule a certain way. Like I'll only take sales calls on Mondays and Wednesdays and I do all podcast interviews on Fridays and I do any other like podcast interviews, meaning like interviews that I do for my own show. And then I do any other media or anything on Tuesdays and Thursdays or interviews for our group. So I tend to group very like things together and also give them very finite amounts of time. Like we're going to do this for an hour or two hours or an hour and a half, whatever it may be. And because I do that, there's not much room to kind of stray off of that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You have to have some kind of a routine. So let me ask, I mean, you, you have a, a morning routine. You have a way of setting yourself up for the day. What, what does that involve? Um, well, I'm not a super early riser, Brian, but I feel like because I don't have to commute, that's fine. So I'm usually up at seven. I'll get up, yes. have my have my breakfast right away. Um, I do 30 ounces of water right away in the morning too, because usually 
basically super dehydrated when you first wake up. Um, and then um, I hit the gym, get back, and take a five-minute cold shower because three to five minutes of cold showers usually will help your immune system, um, help you burn more body fat, and it'll wake you up just like anything else, like nothing else, man. So that cold shower is super important after there. Um, I am just going right into all my to-dos of the day. Um, for me, that's really what I found to work. I'd like to make more time to read. I just haven't really, I, I guess I'm moving too fast in the morning to be able to do that. Absolutely. If you could read something right now, what would you want to read? I'm a huge history reader, man, because I feel like I always learn from other people in history. Like I've been reading a lot of things about um, Cesare Borgia, who was a uh, the son of Pope Alexander VI and one of the big conquerors in the 1400s. And to me, it's just always interesting to read that kind of stuff. Awesome. We're coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. We will come right back after the break. And don't go away. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Media, Command Your Brand Media. And before we go on, I do want to let you know that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. You can also find my book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, on Amazon, in Barnes & Noble, and any fine bookseller anywhere. And if you cannot find it at your bookseller, ask them to order it. I would really appreciate it. So Jeremy, how did you decide to start Command Your Brand? 
Well, it's funny, Brian, because one of the one of the first things I actually started out doing is we started out doing like a whole done for you podcast model. And it was fun, but it was a lot of work, like to the point of it was hard to create a team around it. It was harm to, you know, I guess not just really, you know, do a great job for clients, but also make a profit as well. So since my wife has been in PR for about 10 years and had a big background in that, one of the things we were doing with starting shows is actually helping people by getting them on podcasts, getting them some small press features and things like that. So we found that out of everything we were doing, people liked getting on podcasts the most. So we actually um, had a third partner in the beginning and the company was called Get Featured, um, but we just had different goals for where we wanted that business to go. And middle of last year, we formed Command Your Brand. And basically what we do is we help people to find the right podcast for them, help them get booked for that, but also help them put together their story in such a way that they're going to appear on the show a great way. They're going to really engage with the host a great way. And we then teach them how to put together a call to action that's actually going to work. Because a lot of times people will say, well, you can find me on Facebook here, Instagram here. Here's my grandmother's cell phone number. Like They, they don't really have a succinct, like, hey, I have a free checklist for you. This is going to help you with what I just taught you. You can go over here and find it. And we found that we've seen clients have a better conversion rate from people to hearing them on episodes and we've also seen their following grow better and then the other thing that we've seen um that we put a lot of attention on like i mentioned is teaching them content marketing after episodes are live so it's been a lot of fun man and it's really great working with my wife because she's definitely the smartest person i know so uh she's able to give me a lot of guidance and keep me in check you know that's fantastic i was going to ask you how you can use podcasts to help you create authority in your industry. There are so many podcasts out there. I mean, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It matters which ones you go on, right? Well, it matters which one you, which ones you go on. Um, and, and in an interesting way too, because I think a lot of times people always have attention on, Oh, it has to be the biggest show. It has to be the most listeners, the most, you know, the longest it's been around. And it's not necessarily the case. Like some of our clients that have seen the best results, have went on shows that are like niched perfectly for them, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. the interesting thing about podcasting as opposed to anything else is you can, if you wanted to go on a podcast for people that just manage grocery stores, it exists. And I think that's what's the really interesting thing is there's no other medium that allows you to talk to the perfect type of person to listen to you. And that's what's really, really cool about podcasting. That's really cool. So how did you get into Forbes? I think that's really cool. Um, well, how did I get into Forbes? Well, it's, it's funny because I, I think one of the things people don't think about is a lot of podcasts actually like publish to like large publications. So for me, I decided that I wanted to get in Forbes. I wanted to get an ink. I wanted to get an entrepreneur, which I haven't gotten in yet. Um, but what I did is I located podcasts that published these different platforms and I started, you know, reaching out to try and get interviewed on these different podcasts. And interestingly enough, it was a really, I guess, low barrier way to get in a big tier one publication like that, which pe most people wouldn't really think of because there's, you know, it's, it's easier because first of all, conversation and second of all, it's easier as somebody that's already a podcaster to get on a podcast. So that's for me the way I was able to get in Forbes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's talk about, as long as we're talking about podcasting, let's talk about how you properly pitch yourself to be on a show. I've received lots of pitches to be on my show and many of them are God awful. I what mean, was terrible. the, what was the worst one, Brian? Oh my gosh. Where can I even begin? Uh, <laughs> I'll give you two. 
Okay, good. Uh, on LinkedIn, I had someone reach out to me once, and he was telling me about himself and how he wanted to be on my show, and the pitch was going very fine until he finally says at the end, and by the way, I'm a lawyer and a psychic. What? Wow. But so he, I, just, I, he knows when you're lying, man. I, I guess. I, I just – I still cannot wrap my head around that, but I – I didn't even know how to respond, and so I didn't. And then another time I had a lady reach out to me who uh, said, hey, I'm a big fan of your show. Didn't prove to me why she was a big fan of I mean, any monkey can say I'm a big fan of your show, but I'd like to know why. Not for a pat on the back, but I just want evidence that you actually know what my show is about. She says, I'm a big fan of your show, and I feel like we need to work together because there be, could be some tremendous synergy between us. And I'm thinking, oh, goodness, okay, you don't know me. Um, <laughs> But anyway, then she tells me about herself and says, hey, and by the way, I'm crazy busy, so hop on my calendar. Let's set up a time to talk. Okay, first of all, lesson number one, if you want something from me, do not ask me to jump through your hoops. Yeah. You well, just don't. Just well, don't. I mean, and that's actually a perfect lead into, like, what's a good pitch? Because that that's, like, as a host myself, one of the things that annoys me the most, Brian, is somebody that goes, I'm a big fan. Because it's like... If you're a big fan, then, you know what I mean? That's just, that's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, maybe find a reality point in my show. Like, hey, I really like this episode where you talked about blah, 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 blah. Like something that's very relevant. But I just feel like it comes off weird and and not very authentic to that person when you just lead off with I'm a big fan. Because you're probably saying that to everyone. It just comes off disingenuous, correct? Exactly. And when you say you're a big fan and yet you pitch me a topic that's completely irrelevant to the format of my show, not so much. Well, and, that, and that's the big thing. So don't lead off with I'm a big fan. But here's the thing. Find out about the person you're pitching to. And I think yes. that's what's really, really important. So if you think you're a match for Brian, you may not be. And that's fine. But you need to find out why you think you're a match to him. Maybe you guys have this agreement on a certain topic or a certain viewpoint. Or yeah. you just feel like your vibe matches. So that's the first thing you want to mention in your email. Like, hey, I feel like we would really connect because of blah. And I would love to you know, share my story, which is blah on your show and it can help your audience to blank that's the biggest thing you have to understand is establish a reality point or an agreement with the host like something you guys actually really agree on not something you made up or or you know kind of pulled pulled out of your your nose or something like that yeah um and then talk about your personal story in a way Mm -hmm. that you have a powerful personal story and i i've found that i haven't seen a lot of success when you talk about and the product I'm selling is blah. Like, I just don't find that that works really well in a pitch because I just feel like it's understood that there's some reason you're doing this. So you don't really right. need to talk about that right off the bat. Right. Uh, have you, how do you feel about that, Brian? Because I've seen more success not doing it that way. Absolutely. I mean, I, on my show, I prefer when someone has something to offer at the end, even if it's a free thing, just so that we have a chance to study and learn from you further. But here's here's also the other thing, and I, I did talk a little bit ago about pitching a topic that is irrelevant to the format of my show. The other thing that's a big no-no is pitching a topic that I just did two weeks ago. You must not be a really big fan. <laughs> I, I just did a show on this two weeks ago. What, what, where were you? So wait three months or six months before coming back to me with this topic again. You might have more success. That's all. Well, and even even that, like like if the topic was on there, right? then mm-hmm. maybe you have a different viewpoint in that topic because then it may be interesting to you. And you say, Brian, I actually, I know you did this topic recently, so I'm sorry we're, you know, I'm bringing it to your attention again. But I actually think 
differently about this topic, and this is what mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. then you actually may be interested in that. And I think exactly. that's where a lot of people mess up is they just have this very pat approach to doing everything exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to really understand how different each host and each show is and approach it in that way. Absolutely. So, Jeremy, how do you create celebrity in your industry? Woo, that is a loaded topic, Brian. Come on, man. It is. Um, it is. <laughs> so, Rome so, where, Rome wherever you like. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day either, so neither was a celebrity. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, so the, the thing I the, the thing I would say first and foremost is I always tell people to understand who the opinion leaders in their niche are. Yeah. So you want to start making a list of those people, following and following them, and understanding their content a little bit. That's always step one. Step two is in my mind to have a podcast because it's a really, really great way to be able to interview people because then you can actually reach out to those people that are already celebrities in your niche. And when you interview them, you're borrowing a little bit of their credibility and you're actually getting a little bit smarter at the same time because dude, I don't know about you, but I learn every time I get to do one of these interviews. And I think that's what's really key is centering on the people that are in your niche. And, and I think a lot of people struggle with this because they're like, well, I don't know who the names that are known in my niche. The way I actually tell people to do this is go on Amazon, go to the books tab, and actually looking for people that are writing topics about what you want to talk about. And that will actually really help you to find people that are not only already experts because they've written a book and you're perceived as an expert if you write a book. As, as, a, as an author, you know this, Brian. Um, yeah. The other thing is if they wrote a book, they really want to promote themselves. So that helps as well. Totally. So that to me is always the first thing is finding people in your niche to interview because it's going to help you. The other yeah. thing is to start to locate smaller publications. And what I mean by that, for me, the way that it really worked is I found a small local newspaper that published weekly in my town. And my town is five-eighths of a mile. So, you know, if, uh, if I blow my nose, it's news. And that's what you really want to think about in terms of everybody has a small pond, right? They could have mm-hmm. a university. It could be a rotary group. It could be your town. It could be a, a, a newsletter, whatever it may be. And that's going to be the first place that you're going to go to get press because that group is going to be much more attainable to you since maybe you're not newer at what you do, but you're definitely newer at getting press. So that's what you really want to think about. And as you get more of those pieces, a lot of them have online components. So you can link those up on your website. You can start to build up and get more press credibility. So that's really what it starts from. And as you start to get more visibility, more opportunities find you, which is what I don't think people understand. Like speaking gigs find you, like different things find you. And that's really what it looks like in basics. Fantastic. We've got two minutes to our next break. And to prove that you can command anyone's brand, your pig has 800 Instagram followers. How did you, you know, I was actually just talking I, I was talking to him about this this morning and I said, you know, Remington, you know, you're 200 away from a thousand. Why are you slacking, man? And he just looked right. at me and he goes, oink. Yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> my my uh, my wife has run that account for about two years since we got him. We absolutely love um, our pig and we put up all these interesting photos of him. Yeah, it's really great. And anybody who wants to follow Remy the Pig on Instagram. It is Remy the Pig. R E M I Remy the Pig. Follow Remy on Instagram, please. <laughs> it's it's beyond amazing. He's such a good little pig. So we are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. He is the co-founder and CEO of Command Your Brand. We will talk about his 
podcast called Create Your Own Life, which I vouch for. I've been a guest on his show, and it's an absolutely amazing, amazing show. And you heard about some of the wonderful guests that he's had. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. And we will talk about his podcast. We'll talk about getting ranked on iTunes. We'll talk about getting on television. We'll talk about connecting with people. We will discuss all this is so much more right after the break. We'll be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryden Slate. He is the co-founder and CEO of Command Your Brand Media. Let me ask you something, Jeremy, because this is something that comes up with business people all the time. Your friends and your family want things for free or they want a discount. I like to call them freeple. How do you handle that? Oof, so that's really, really tough, man, because and it, it's interesting, too, because that, that leads me to another thing that I'll get to in a second. But usually what I like to do is get on a call with somebody first and kind of see, like, where they're going with it. Because a lot of times, like, I'm you know me, I'm very willing to offer people some free getting started advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I recommend when I give them a recommendation for like a paid service, that's, you know, not going that, 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 you know, basically a paid service that I think is going to help them. A lot of times if they give you like a weird response, like, oh, well, what about a discount for me? Or you can't do it for free. There's, there's a couple different things you can say here. One thing is this universe, right? The, this place we live, there's a balance to it. If you're not paying for a service and that balance is going out, then how am I going to feel? The other mm-hmm. part is I have staff I got to pay, which is also tough. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's the way of it as, you know, would you give me your service for free? And I, and mm-hmm. I, think you have to have to put it to it people in that way and let them decide um if they'd give their service for free then that's a tough position to be in i don't know many people that would do that but i right. found that once you once you really position it with well would you give me your service for free 
that actually helps people under, understand. And one of the things I found too that I, I've stopped doing in our business, and I don't know if you do this, Brian, is I stopped doing like service exchanges. Like, hey, I'll do you know this business service I have in exchange for this business service you have. Uh, the reason being that I found when for some reason we don't do it for you know hard money on both sides, neither of us work as hard. Right. And I I just find that because of that I haven't done service exchanges anymore as well because it just doesn't work out for everybody because you know you should get paid for what you do and I should get paid for what I do and it just makes everybody better and it keeps everybody a little bit more ethical you know absolutely I I do agree with that and I I don't really do that either so I appreciate that you shared that so let's talk about uh, mindset as a foundation that really is where everything starts isn't it yeah well and I'll tell you what man that's one of the biggest things I struggled with first off when I got into business is I was a teacher, right? So like you, you just don't think it's going to take as much effort as it's going to take for, for you to actually get a result. And had I not read Grant Cardone's 10X rule, I don't think I really would have been able to do a lot of the things I've done because it's going to take a lot longer than you think and it's going to take a lot more effort than you think. And I honestly, I am grateful for any as, as anything that I sold life insurance for a while because I learned how to make 100 to 150 phone calls a day to not just make a sale, but to actually get somebody to answer the phone. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is how much effort it's actually going to take to get the result you want to take. So if anybody out there is um, looking to, to really get that mindset up to the next level, Find a job that's a part-time job where you can just start making cold calls or start making cold calls in your own business. You're going to very quickly develop a tough skin and ability to do a lot of things you couldn't do before. Absolutely. Or there's um, another thing, I don't know if you've heard of Brian, that Noah Kagan calls the coffee challenge that he does with all his new employees. And he tells them to go into Starbucks and either ask for a 10% discount or a free muffin. And then just you know basically shut your mouth and wait for the barista to say something to you. And he said you'd be surprised that Sometimes people actually give you that discount, but here's the thing. By asking for something that you know you should get a no to, you get okay with rejection, and I think that's one of the biggest things a lot of people need help dealing with. That is amazing. I like that. I have not heard that. That's actually pretty good advice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about Create Your Own Life. I love your show. It's it's amazing. You've interviewed some great guests. In fact, you and I have exchanged a lot of guests with one another, so a lot of the people who have been on my show have been on yours and vice versa. And so I would love to ask uh, about what, what your show is about. Then let's talk about some of your favorite guests after that. So it's, it's kind of interesting because it's like I've been doing this for 450-something episodes. And I feel like things have gotten a lot better recently. Um, Brian, do you know Azul Tarona is by any chance? I do know who he is. I connected with him fairly recently on Facebook, but I don't think he and I have talked yet. He is one of the most insightful human beings I have ever talked to. So I got a chance to hang out with him about three weeks ago at podcast movement and I've always in enjoyed interviewing like well-known people and people that really achieve but we got talking about it I'm like you know man I, I just I want to take it to the next level I want to go next level and you know I just don't think I'm there yet and he goes that's interesting he goes you say that a lot you say I'm not there yet I'm not next level yet he goes you interview a lot of high achievers and I think that's what you're actually getting at is high achievers don't think they're ever there yet because they're competing against their own best. They're not paying attention to anybody else. They're not paying attention to what's happening outside of them. And I actually got a lot more clarity on what I was doing on that show because, as I said, Azul's just a genius. He's able to see this stuff. And for me, it's actually taken the content of interviews to the next level because I've gotten this clarity on where we're going. So 
not only do I interview people that created life on their own terms, but I interview high achievers that did it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference, man. There's there's a difference between because one of the responses I used to get is people, everybody would be like, hey, I created my own life. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And I don't want to like invalidate what you've done, but that's not quite where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it is a life on your own terms, but it's a level of high level success. I want to learn from the best of what they do and really dissect that. Um, so because of that, I've started reaching out to, to bigger people. We just booked Mark Cuban for my show, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, and Really, I want to learn from the best of the best and what makes them better and who they compete against, what inspires them, what gets them out of bed every day, what habits did they form. And it's just been an incredible journey, but it's gotten even better recently because I've had this clarity. That's fantastic. So who are some of your favorites that you've interviewed so far? Um, favorite so far. Gosh, well, Grant Cardone, just because I'm a huge fanboy, so that was just like a big deal for me when I got mm-hmm. to do that two years ago. Um I'm a huge modest Yahoo fan. Um, he's a like Jewish reggae singer and he was, mm-hmm. he was awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of a band called yellow card that was around for like the last 15 years. I actually just booked the lead singer of that band. So I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed, um, former NFL all pro and NFL all century team member, Sean Merriman. That was a really, really big deal for me because that was one where I could say to my dad, Hey dad, I interviewed this guy. And he's like, Oh, I've heard of him. Cause my dad, my dad wasn't a business background guy. Yeah. So, so once you can get a lot of those, I guess, more mainstream, well-known influencers, it, it's, it's really cool and really interesting. That's fantastic. What do you think are some of the best lessons that you've learned from any one of your guests? Gosh. Um, I know, right? <laughs> it, it's so tough, Brian. Like, and, and you, you've wrote a book on this stuff, so you understand. Yes. Um, it's interesting because I feel like there's one message that goes through a lot of the most successful I talk to. And the ones that I see that get this, like, next level of success, it's because they actually take the focus off themselves. Like, they learn how to help other people. And mm-hmm. that's when their success goes next level is when they stop being so consumed with themselves and everything they're doing, their own success goes next level. So that's for me has been one of the biggest learning points. Um, one of the other biggest learning points is, is really been to run in your own lane and not worry what your competition is doing because mm-hmm. there's, you're going to end up just competing and not creating. And when you create, you win. When you compete, you know, you're just slowly kind of die, dying and killing your business. Mm-hmm. So that's where real ingenuity and real creation comes from. You know, like, let's look at Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs created the um, iPhone. Nobody else was doing anything even remotely close to that. And I think that is what really changes things is, is, is running in your own lane and just creating what's true for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think another great lesson is asking yourself, is this going to advance my business somehow? I, I think that's a really important question because you can say yes to a lot of things, but a lot of those things are just interesting and fascinating and not productive. So well, I there's think so many shiny objects out there, right? Yes. Like you, you could take your business left, right, center or anything else. But a lot of times you have to understand like, where is this going to take me? Just like you mm-hmm. said, like, where is this going to take me? What is the purpose of what I'm doing? Absolutely. So, uh, how did you get your show ranked on iTunes? Cause I think uh, that people are obsessed with something like that and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, how did you do it? And how has that changed things for you being ranked on iTunes? Hmm. Well, it's interesting because it's changed since I started, if that makes sense. Like it's changed quite a bit since since I started. Um, I was paying a lot of attention early on to getting people to subscribe to my show. And in the last two years, that doesn't work anymore. 
Um, the thing that the the sole thing right now that ranks your show is the number of people that subscribe to it through iTunes, like not through Stitcher or Spotify or any of these other ones, but solely through iTunes. Because still about eighty percent of all podcast downloads actually come from iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. So if you can actually get a substantial number of people to subscribe, you're going to see your show grow. Now it's going to be different for different size shows because the number of shows that would rank you or me versus the number of shows uh, the number of subscribes that would rank you or me versus the w- number that would rank Lewis house is going to be a different number because he has a substantially larger number of subscribers. So in order for the ratio of people subscribing to him to actually work, it's going to have to be a much bigger number because it's the ratio of new subscribers to current subscribers that actually ranks you. So like for me, when I get 50 new subscribers, I can see a good jump in iTunes, like a substantial jump of like 100 to 150 spots. So if you can engineer something like that for like a, like a show your or my size, you can really jump in iTunes substantially. Um, I've, I've gotten a chat with a, a mutual friend of yours and mine, uh, Greg Clunas, a lot about this. The guy is like brilliant with, with ranking shows, and we've, we've actually tried a lot of stuff with my show recently that's really helped us see success. Wow, that's fantastic. We've got a couple minutes or so to our next break. So let me just ask, how do you connect with people? What strategies do you recommend? Oof. So I, I guess my question then, Brian, would be like in terms of connecting, um, what would the purpose of the connecting be? Would it be like a podcast guest? Would it be for a press feature? Would it be just a chat? Like what would that connection be? Because I have different strategies for different ways of connecting. Okay. Let's say that it's somebody that you might want to have on your show or someone that you might want to collaborate with for a business opportunity. Cool. So if it's somebody I want to have on my show um, – First thing I'll try is usually their website. I don't want to go to their contact form. If I can get them off their website, I'm going to do that. Um, if that doesn't work, I'm going to go to um, IMDB Pro because you can get a, I think it's like 12 bucks a month. You can get a subscription to that and you can actually talk to their publicist or, or whatever it may be that way. Um, another option that I've seen work really well recently is um, sending messages on Instagram because I've seen a lot of well-known people and influencers actually run their own Instagram accounts so that's worked well as you know that's worked quite well for me too um i was using twitter for a bit i had gotten a great couple great interviews there but it just seems like for some reason just the the action on twitter is not what it used to be um ever since they had kind of that uh twitter apocalypse when they had uh they had verified a white supremacist last year and they shut down their whole verification system so ever since that i just really haven't seen the action i was seeing Right. I can certainly understand that. And we are coming up against our last break. I can't believe how fast this is going. We just are Seriously, having... Seriously, man. We could go for hours. We could go for hours. I've got lots of questions. I'm not going to get to all of them, but I hope everyone is enjoying this so far. And once again, if you are a brand new listener, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. Uh, rank the show. There we go. Just like we were talking about... And uh, after the break, I'm going to ask Jeremy what it's like to get on television and how that can impact your business, because that's something that he's done himself and he helps other people. And we'll talk about how do you handle those who can't handle your success? I think that's a fascinating topic. And we'll discuss resources that he might have available. Uh, We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Do not go away. We will come right back. Yeah. 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Heartland of the United States with quality programming. This is Tokinet Radio. It's Virgin July is National Ice Cream Month. As if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Venapalatine ganglia neuralgia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. He is the co-founder and CEO of Command Your Brand Media. He is also the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast. And you do help people get into all kinds of media. So I know you've been on television. How difficult is it to get on television? I would probably imagine you start locally before you try hitting a big show, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's... Not as hard as you think, though, because the first time I did it was kind of like a it was almost like an oops. How did I do that? Um, <laughs> so um, what what we actually did, because um, like I said, here in here in New Jersey, like at least locally, the media wasn't that exciting. So we started somewhat local. So when I got to my first 50,000 downloads, we wrote a press release and uh, sent it to um, a couple big newspapers around here and. This press release actually ran in one of our bigger regional newspapers called the Bergen Record, and the um, producer of this TV show is actually reading the newspaper and like, oh, podcast, that's interesting, we should talk about that. And that was how I actually got featured on on that show, um, my my first television appearance. But the other thing is, and this is something you really have to set up like a Google Doc or something like that to work on, um, because you don't just go to a like TV station's website and just like fill their contact form or something like that or do a news alert or anything like that. What you actually have to do is get together a Google Doc, make a list of all the media stations you want to go on, and then what you want to do is actually look for the media station and the word producer on LinkedIn. Find the person that works there. 
as a producer for the show you want to be on. And um, then you actually want to write them an email, like not actually send them a message on LinkedIn. So you can use something like hunter.io or something like that to get their email or whatnot. And then what you want to do is tell them a little about your credentials, a little about what you've done, and that should they ever have a story arise in the future that you would love to be an expert on that topic because of you know those credentials you just told them. So basically what you're trying to do is get them on file. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing you can do is when you see things in the news that you're relevant to, you can start reaching out in the exact same fashion I just told you and talk about the breaking news in the email and tell them, hey, I'm within an hour of your station. I'm able to drive in and be there. And that's what you really want to think about because if there's breaking news and they can, they can get you on now, that's going to be a really, really great way to do that. That's fantastic. I love that. So let me ask you this. When when people start to achieve a certain level of success, of course, there's a lot of jealousy and a lot of noise. We'll just call it noise. How do you handle people who can't handle your success? Cut them out of your space. <laughs> that's that's a great answer. I love all of that. That's the biggest thing I've had to do, Brian, because it's like I've had people I've grown up with that couldn't have it. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't feel like I'm that much different of a guy. It's just people for some reason get weird with you when you start to see certain levels of success. So, you know, the biggest thing I did was certain people that were negative. I cut them out of my space and there were people that I knew for years. Um, But you also need to get really good at understanding where that's coming from in some people, because some people, you know, if they give you negativity, you can ask them why and just be upfront with them about it because it may be something that's going on in their life that you can actually help them with. And then you're actually going to make a fan and a friend. But the other way is if they're just a plain like negative Nancy man, then just get rid of them, cut them out. Absolutely. I love that. So you have a resource that you'd like to offer to our listeners. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So I know we've been talking a lot about building celebrity and getting on podcasts and getting media today. So I have a We call it the ultimate podcast guesting worksheet, and it's actually going to help you find the correct shows, find, figure out how to reach out, and then figure out how to promote them afterwards. So you can go over to commandyourbrand.media slash checklist, and uh, this is going to be an awesome, awesome resource for you to help you do that. Commandyourbrand.com forward slash media? Commandyourbrand.media. The guy that owns .com is like trying to charge us eight grand, and I'm like, dude, I won't do that. So commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. Okay. That, thank you for clarifying that. Awesome. What has been your biggest aha moment? My biggest aha moment was actually when we started doing podcast booking because it was more like, oh, so I don't have to produce the whole thing. I can actually work on what my genius is, which is helping people tell their story. Wow. That's fantastic. What do you think are the dangers of wanting everyone to like you? <laughs> you make some really, really bad decisions, right? Because if you're making every decision not with you know, is this, you know, number one, is this right and ethical? And number two, like, how is this going to help me and, you know, the groups that I'm a part of groups being your family, your friends, you know, your religious groups, whatever they may be. And you're just making them based on, I want this person to like me. You're going to make some really, really bad decisions and you're actually going to go against your own moral code. So for me, I really struggled with that early on because I really, you know, you know me, Brian, I like Mm -hmm. people, I like people to like me. And the thing you have to understand is no matter what, there's just going to be some people that aren't going to be happy with you and aren't going to like you. So you have to do what's best for yourself, your family, and fit your moral code. And if it doesn't, then you have a real problem there. And so you can't want everyone to like you. Absolutely. Live events and seminars. This topic comes up on my show fairly often. How important has that been for you to grow your business and your brand? 
it's been huge in the way of a lot of those connections that I've met at those events are the people that I'm, you know, the very closest of friends with now, because there are going to be a lot of people you meet in networking through online and whatever, but it's never going to be the same as a relationship with somebody you've met in person. And I don't know that I can directly say, Hey, we've made X number of dollars and cents from this, but there we've, helped each other grow. We've created opportunities. We've created friendships and all these things will help you to see more success in your business. Awesome. What do you think is the relationship between health and success? Because I know that health and fitness is very important to you. It is absolutely vital. Honestly, like I think if you're not keeping your, your body right and your, your, your head right, you cannot get your business right. And I, I think that is the big thing a lot of people are missing. So if you can't get your head and your body right, then you know, there's obvious reasons why your business isn't doing well. Yeah, and you used to be a personal trainer, right? I personal trained for eight years, and I was also a competitive powerlifter. I pulled an 80,000-pound army tank. And we did talk about that the last time Jeremy was here. So if you want to hear all about that, go to successprofilesradio.com. Upper right-hand corner, there's the podcast player. There's a link that says View All Podcasts, and all of my shows are listed in reverse chronological order. You can listen to that, or you can just go to iTunes and look for Jeremy Ryan Slate. You will see him a couple years ago, and I think September 2016, I think is the last time that Jeremy was here. So, Jeremy, what is your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? Ooh, wow. And it's honestly, it's helping people find and get the right media because it's, I find that when people just start talking and telling me about what they're doing, I'm really good at kind of finding what's underneath that and helping them locate it. It's it's weird. I don't know how I developed it. I don't know where it came from, but I feel like I can just like sense like, oh, you write for this publication? Well, you should. Um, have you been in this publication? Oh, well, you should. And then giving them path to do that. It just, it seems to be like almost like a sixth sense for me. Absolutely. Now, you and I know each other pretty well. I know that decompressing and getting away from your business and just being you and just getting out in the world and enjoying yourself, that's hard. And it's hard for me sometimes, too. You just We talked about your vacation to Lake Placid recently. What is the importance of balancing work and vacation? How do you decompress other than the trip that you just went on? I'm probably the worst person to give you advice on this, Brian, because I don't decompress enough. I'm always like I love what I do and I love creating things. So I'm always going, 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 going. Um, so a lot of times it's because my wife says, Hey, we need to go away. So I, I don't know that I'm, I'm really great at decompressing cause I love what I do, but I, I just don't see it as work. I see it as fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, so I, I don't know that I really need to decompress from anything. <laughs> you're, you're pretty intense. Anyone who's ever been around Jeremy knows that he's pretty intense, but I, I love the intensity because it means that you're very, very focused. So let me ask you, Jeremy, what bucket item list would you like to accomplish in the next 12 months? It can be either business or personal Ooh, bucket list item. It's going to be something travel related. Um, we're already we already just booked a uh, we booked a trip next year. We're gonna our baby's gonna be born in October, and we booked a uh, trip for the Amalfi Coast in Rome, which is gonna be the, our baby's first trip. But, um, gosh, I've always wanted to go to Munich. So if I could do that next year, that would be a really big deal. Yeah. Um, I know we're gonna we've decided we're gonna live in in London for six months next year. So wow. I, I don't I don't know, man. So you know that's even kind of a bucket list item because it's like yeah. I've never actually decided. Hey, let's go live in another country for more than you know a month. Yeah. I bet it was interesting booking a flight for a baby that's not born yet. It actually is very difficult. Um, we have a spot held, but we can't book the ticket until after the baby is born in October because they said you need to have a name. You can't just call it baby slate. Oh, hopefully the three of you will get to sit together. Uh, we will. They, they reserve a seat, but they can't do the full booking. It's like they were able to do it through like the airline because apparently this is a like thing that happens quite often. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Influential books and mentors. 
Influential books and mentors. Um, David Breyer has been one of the biggest mentors in my life. Um, the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone and uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You is also a really, really good book. Fantastic. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Um, gosh. I, I jumped off a 15-foot waterfall. That was pretty cool, and it was also scary at the same time. I wanted to go skydiving, so you know, to me that... That would be the scariest thing I've ever done. I just haven't gotten to do it yet. Yeah, I've done it twice. It was a long time ago, and I'm done doing it. <laughs> I did it the second time because they offered a massive discount, and so my friend and I decided to go again. And he didn't have the money to go the second time. I said, okay, Merry Christmas. We did it in December of whatever year it was, 2000, I think it was. Oh I, said, if money, I said, if money is, was not an object, would you want to go again? He's like, absolutely. I said, Merry Christmas. We're going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So uh, if you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself and give him some advice, what would you tell him? Don't go to college. Um, not because I don't like education because I'm a huge education-oriented person, but I came out with a lot of debt for a degree that I'm not using. So to me, it would have been that. Absolutely. I mean, it's fascinating how you went from ancient history to where you are now. I'm sure that's not a straight line at all. <laughs> you you wouldn't even want to see the books on my Audible account. Right now I'm reading a book called The Borgias about Pope Alexander V, so don't even get me going. <laughs> okay, great. We've got less than two minutes to the end. Who inspires and motivates you, Jeremy? This is the cl the question I ask everyone at the end. Um, I'd have to see it's Grant Cardone. There's, there's nobody out there like that guy that can light me up um, like Grant can and that has really you know helped me from what I've learned from him as much in my career. Yeah, as much as I liked the 10X rule, I like Be Obsessed or Be Average even better. I think he was more... Uh, vulnerable personal, personal yeah. yeah and personal in his experience and that was fantastic so Jeremy we are at the end of the show thank you for being here once again it was always fun and it was a massive pleasure to have you here again well thank you so much for having me Brian I really hope I could uh, help your audience today man great and how can we find you if we want to connect with you commandyourbrand.media or jeremyryanslate.com fantastic thank you for being here and thank all of you for being here to listen to us here at Success Profiles Radio. We'll be back every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever to find out what they did and what they overcame and the lessons that they learned so that we can learn from those lessons as well. Once again, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime you like. You can also listen to the replay of this show when it's available. You can go to successprofilesradio.com to hear any episode as well. Thank you for joining us. It's been fun having you here. Have a great week, and we will see you next week on Success Profiles Radio at 6 Eastern. Goodbye, everyone. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 